Are you tired of losing your rights and freedoms? The Alberta Prosperity Project has a solution for you. Join the community and learn more at albertaprosperityproject.com. And with you on board, we can achieve freedom and prosperity for all of us. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, everybody, depending on what part of this great country you're in. This is the Rebel News Daily Livestream. I'm your host, Sheila Gunn-Reed. And on Mondays in our slightly Alberta-centric show, I'm joined by my friend and co-host in our Calgary office, Adam Sose. Adam, how's it going? Oh, it's going wonderful. No complaints. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. Are you uh, Are you growing a beard like Ezra? Yeah, I have to follow the leader. So uh, actually, you know what? I, I woke up, uh, it was a couple of days that started looking like this. So I cleaned it up a little bit and here we are. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the people say. I'll, I'll always follow the will of the people. So <laughs> you're a beard populist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, uh, Adam, I'm going to lean pretty heavily on you today because uh, frankly, I was writing and reviewing some things before I came onto the live stream. So I have... I know what the topics are, but I'm going to just ask you to sort of lead us in the right direction, if you wouldn't mind. And I'll tell everybody what we're doing here before we get uh, too far into the weeds. So this is the Rebel News Daily Livestream. We are currently scre- streaming, <laughs> screaming, <laughs> streaming on YouTube. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, we are streaming on YouTube. However, YouTube is so censorious that there may come a time in the show where we have to cut the feed to YouTube just to preserve the integrity of our YouTube channel. Um, because they will cancel us for questioning the advice of a public health officer or, you know, there's a whole list of things that you are just not allowed to talk about on YouTube. So instead of completely censor ourselves, we just jettison the YouTube feed and continue on on the other platforms where we're streaming. And that's Getter. But if you'd like to interact with us, there are three other platforms. Um, Rumble, Odyssey, and Super U. You can leave us a Rumble rant, an Odyssey hyper chat, or a Super U shout. Those are their paid chats. If you send us one of those, it helps us keep the light, lights on and it helps us remain independent, but it also gives you your chance to have your say. We, unlike the mainstream media, welcome viewer feedback. So Rumble, Odyssey, and Super U, if you want to interact with us, leave us a paid chat. And uh, I think that's it. Adam, what should we talk about first? The one thing that I put in the live stream channel there was how climate change has, it strikes again, right? They keep Always. telling us that the, uh, the world is going to end. My SUV is responsible for it. Greta Thunberg's got the doomsday clock going. And yet, mm. for the first time in many, many years, you, there will be summer skiing at Sunshine Resort west of Edmund, or west of Calgary. So yeah. I don't know. They told you me know, there it, would be like no snow in the winter and we have it in the summer still. But forgive me as I get a little conspiratorial here for a few minutes, but uh, not that long ago we were talking about now we're not hearing COVID-19, COVID-19 all the time. Um, what is going to be the next thing? Um, and I think the lesson that we learned pretty quickly is that you can't force people to do things. But uh, I think if they revert to the, the fear mongering on climate uh, sort of hysteria. What they they can then do is cause these supply chain issues, make things so expensive that while well, we aren't necessarily forced to be locked down based on some sort of mandate, but we quite simply can't afford to go anywhere. Um, so they may have uh, summer skiing, but people won't be able to afford it or do it. So <laughs> I, I right. think that may be that may be their strategy. Overtly forcing Albertans, Canadians, uh, it didn't really work too well. But maybe we just make everything so completely untenable um, that no one can afford it. Well, then then. And that that that's another strategy altogether. 
again, as I'll go on, we can talk about the climate thing at length, but listen, there, there's a reason it's far easier to control an electricity grid uh, than it is to control fuel supplies, which you can store on mass. Right. Um, so having your having people's range limited to a couple hundred kilometers that an EV can currently do versus having a massive fuel tank on the back of your truck, um, there's an extreme sort of limit of range that's going on there. Um, so I don't know, the, lots of this, part of it is, yeah, sure, they're climate hysteria, uh, trying to address those things. But another part of it is very much an extension of control. And um, we've got the right shirt yep. on for this today. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's fear mongering. And everyone's like, well, what's the next thing the fear mongering is going to be? You and I have said repeatedly, you all are probably going to jump back to climate change is the thing we have to be so panicked about here we are <laughs> um, and here we are yet again um despite the fact that uh we're seeing oh there's more rain there's less rain hey there's seasonal norms um i think it's dennis miller has a whole thing about climate change and he's like uh 1.8 degrees over 100 years i hope my kids live to be 100 because that's another 1.8 uh, we're talking about generations yeah. away before it's noticeable um obviously there's a little it's a little tongue-in-cheek there um but the the sort of the scientific fact is that the climate does change our people contributing potentially potentially not um but i mean we're more overdue for an ice age than we are for some uh, extreme heating uh, so we're we're gonna find ourselves in a snow piercer situation if we keep this up. Uh, <laughs> plus, there's also the audacity to think that human beings are as influential uh, as we are. I think there's a bit of a bit of a complex going on there. Uh, Mother Nature yeah. sorts herself out pretty quickly. So, but hey, as long as the government can tax and take our money and spend billions of dollars, that doesn't really seem to help the environment. They're gonna keep on doing that, no doubt. Yeah, before we move on from that, and it, it, you do make a good point, if fuel is too expensive for you to go the couple hundred kilometers to see the snow in the mountains, is there even snow still in the mountains, I guess, right? If a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, is it even, did it even fall? Um, Efron and Olivia, you guys just showed that uh, image of Greta Thunberg, who remains looking like a preteen, even though she's 18. This is what a vegan diet does to children. Please don't do this. Um, she, she's speaking at Glastonbury, which I am reliably informed is some kind of music festival um, oh. where fancy people go. Is that like the European, what's that Coachella. other thing that people, yeah, is that European Coachella? I don't yeah, know. I, I go to the Big much. Valley Jamboree. I don't go to these things. Um, but, but anyway, um, does it have a beer garden where I can two step? That's what I want to know. But anyway, <laughs> um, there's images of, uh, Glastonbury after all the oh. revelers and music festival yeah. people went home. Maybe we can dig those up. It looks like a literal garbage dump. Like yeah. it, there's just trash everywhere. Where's Greta with her, you know, her vest and her garbage picking stick over there doing well, actually something tangible for the environment. She's not, she shows up, gets a speaking fee and then takes off. That's just it. I think most conservatives on some level are like, and this thing, you can look at this on a macro level where you accomplish nothing and it's just these big sort of looming ideas. Or if you can look at it on a micro level and have local politicians saying, our local stream is polluted, we're going to clean it up. Or that factory is emitting. Yeah, I'm, I'm anti-pollution. Yeah, look at this. Exactly. An inordinate amount of 
of pollution. Well, let's let's address that locally. If everyone was addressing that locally, well, it wouldn't cost all that much, and you could resolve these issues. Instead, and this is not this is not just Glastonbury. This is anything progressives attend. And if anyone talks about <laughs> yeah. veganism or climate change, you can basically ensure that there's going to be bulk made in China garbage that's that's completely non-compostable, left absolutely in heaps everywhere um this is this is and i'm speaking of this generation as far as this sort of demographic not an age generation but this sort of yeah. i'm environmentally concerned and i'm vegan and progressive generation um they're the most glaring of hypocrites throughout history possibly um this is whether it's like the uh, an occupied zone in uh in seattle or a music festival yes. or even a climate <laughs> protest um, this is just what's left afterwards. By stark contrast, you can look at the Coots blockade, Milk River, um, the Canada Day upcoming protest inevitably. But what you're going to see is people going around and cleaning up after other people, crime in those areas decreasing. Like it's just this everything that these other people espouse uh, is enacted in practice by conservatives and by freedom fight fighters. They're the people who are actually doing these things because these people, they'll, they'll virtue signal at length, but when it actually comes to doing something, well, that's actually work. I'm happy to put a, ha a tweet out, but I'm not willing to go pick up a piece of garbage. And that, that magnified on the global scale, you wind up with people like Greta Thunberg and Justin Trudeau who jet set around the world, consume and pollute on a level, not a single person watching this stream will yeah. ever uh, amalgamate in their entire lives. But that's 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 the left for you. Well, and the, these are the same people who are like, yeah, right on, Justin Trudeau, ban that single-use plastic. And it's like single-use yeah. plastic wouldn't be a problem if you guys just knew what the heck to do with it. And that's put it in the garbage can or maybe incinerate it. Or, I'm pro-incineration, but other people are pro-recycling, which I think is a bit of a scam. But, I mean – these are the people who would rather ban it because they're the ones who won't put it in the stupid garbage can. I, I just sent the uh, team these pictures. So Glastonbury, this is the one thing I do know about Glastonbury. I don't know anything about the music they play there. I, I, I just, I checked out of that culture a long time ago. I don't know anything about the music that they play there, but I do know because of my interest in agriculture, that it is a working dairy farm. And I think that it was a working dairy farm that was near bankruptcy before they decided, okay, well, you can have our 800 acres for your hippie music festival. See, yeah, Billie Eilish, however you say her name, Paul McCartney, definitely don't care about him. Um, and Kendrick Lamar, never heard of him. Anyway, it's just garbage everywhere. And now they have to have these cleanup crews come through because all these progressive young people, the same ones who are like pro carbon tax, pro, uh, pro all the environmental measures, pro, pro blocking pipelines, pro blocking oil and gas development. They left all this garbage here. And now, um, after 200,000 people descended on the farm, they've got people going through picking up everything. And it says the waste includes camping chairs, blow up mattresses, slippers, flip flops, and shopping bags. Uh, this just, this is, um, if, if I'm ever convicted of terrorism or something, send me to a music festival like this and I'll tell you everything you want to know. Like this would be more effective on me than yeah. sending me to Gitmo. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Listen, anyway, I mean, she, just I, one thing I can tell you, Sheila would never abandon a tent. Never. 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 That's Plus, wrong. I don't like tenting. I show up in an RV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway. This, is just, this is just so gross. And you know there was garbages there. Like you know there was, and they just chose not to use them. It's it's ridiculous. But again, it's it's right on par for the course 
Um, yeah, gross. Ready for the next thing? Yeah. Yes, I want to talk. I want to talk rodeo <laughs> a little bit here. I was out doing some Perfect. cowboy stuff on the weekend. I loved it. Um, and then I saw this float in the sundry uh, rodeo parade, which, by the way, uh, wasn't actually approved by the parade. It just kind of snuck in. Um, and I do want to talk about this. I don't know if you've seen the imagery. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, yep. But uh, you know what? This is. I mean the core of this i think and i'm not making excuses for it and i'll get into tearing it apart in a second but the core of the message here was jagmeet singh is a liberal stooge um i don't think anyone meant something racist by this they're like hey i want to look like jagmeet singh i want to be on a liberal sort of float to sort of make a point that he's propping them up while criticizing them um but that aside the fact that i think that was the intent and the core of the message uh you don't you should know better than to blackface or brownface or whatever, like Justin Trudeau did. That's the problem. It's, it's, it's not acceptable. So make your point, do whatever. You could have had a cutout of Jagmeet Singh. The problem is, is that is just a dumb look. And we've just spent yeah. forever deriding Justin Trudeau for being exactly. the real racist, for wearing blackface, brownface, whatever you want to call it. You can't go out and do the same thing that you're criticizing the guy for. So this is just brain dead. And you know, the worst thing about this, I'm sure the person probably was like, I want to look like that probably didn't have racist intentions. I wouldn't put that on. No, 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 no. This is the problem is they, this is a little rodeo, the tiniest little parade, barely a news story. And now this beautiful culture, I was down reporting on the Coots rodeo. I'm going to be at the Airdrie rodeo. Um, These people are sort of salt of the earth. Um, We obviously spoke to Tarek. They're the best. uh, yeah, who has been completely welcoming by this community from Dubai. Yeah. Um, by the way, not white. Shocking, I know. Uh, but he's yeah. been completely embraced by this community. I was talking to a couple folks down at the Coots Rodeo as well. One girl, she actually it was her first time uh, uh, roping a, a steer in a competition. It was her first time actually getting one from Ottawa. And she was kind of like, oh, my gosh, she was just glowing. But she's like, oh, I'm kind of like an Ottawa girl. And these are some old school cowboys. And I said this to them. And I didn't really think anything of it. But I said, listen, if you're at a small town rodeo in Alberta and you're roping steers you're Albertan just period the conversation's over it is the most sort of welcoming encompassing inclusive sort of community I've experienced period everyone's making sure you're taken care of and for this one stupid float to paint the entire beautiful rodeo community with this and that's what they're going to do they're going to say all of these cowboys are racists they're all rednecks they're all old boys um that is so unfortunate to see happen to such a beautiful community. I, I just had the opportunity. I've been, been had the opportunity to do more and more sort of rodeo cowboy western stuff as of late. Um, and yeah, I, I've never experienced quite so great a community. Very, very reminiscent, in fact, of um, some of what we saw down at the Milk River and Coots blockades, where everyone's just taking care of each other. Doesn't matter Same where you're people. from. Same people. It's you're the exact part same of this people. Community. <laughs> yeah, you come down here. You're part of this community. You're in. Yeah. The media is running rampant with this, painting these people the wrong way. Listen, no one is really endorsing this. The universal sentiment is like, what the hell were they thinking? But just to make clear, this was not an official entry. This was not an approved thing. They just showed up. Don't buy the narrative out there that this is representative of all these people. Um, because I can assure you, uh, if, if you show up with some racist remarks at a rodeo, you're probably going to find out what cow- cowboy culture is about pretty darn quickly. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, like you're, I think, a a bit of a newcomer to rodeo, but I'm not. And, uh, it's a pretty, frankly, it's pretty indigenous by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, you know, it's, it's not like a, a white guy thing. It's not a black guy thing. It's like, a, are you, are you hardworking? Do you have this skill? 
great. Welcome to rodeo. Um, but when I first saw that, I thought I didn't even think it, my mind didn't even go to that was Jagmeet Singh. My mind went, Oh, that's Justin Trudeau. They're depicting Justin Trudeau in blackface. But Hmm. I guess that's Justin Trudeau driving the tractor and, and pulling Jagmeet Singh, I guess. Um, but yeah, if, if it's bad, if it's bad for Justin Trudeau to do blackface, and I think that's the um, universal sentiment here, then it is bad for everybody to, yeah, then everybody, then it's probably bad. It's a bad look for everybody to do it. Um, And I think that's, I think that's probably where we should just leave the issue. Like just don't do it. It just looks terrible. And this isn't, (laughs) this isn't catching someone on some, aha, that's cultural appropriation thing. If someone sort of emulates a culture or gets a little too immersed in a culture, we've seen those moments. I'm not for sort of hopping on them and making an example of them, but this clearly the intention was not to respectfully shine light on a faith community or something. The intent was uh, apparently uh, mockery or at least um, a disrespectful uh, facsimile of uh, the individual so yeah definitely not a great look definitely not representative of uh rodeos and and alberta and as you said I, I i don't think i've seen quite so diverse it's interesting you you'd expect maybe from what the media tells you 100 for rodeo to be an all-white thing couldn't have been further from the truth tons of indigenous representation uh lots of other groups out there too as well so uh yeah very sad to see but uh yeah we'll leave it at that because i don't think we need uh, everyone's gonna be paying enough attention to this well the mainstream media is gonna yeah the mainstream media is just gonna beat this to death and try to paint uh a community in a way that it's not and i think the intentions here were not racist either but um you have to it realizing that the culture that we live in there are people who are just waiting waiting to jump on anything to paint Alberta, but particularly rural Alberta, as a bunch yeah. of racists. I think people should proceed with caution. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, you go to small towns, it's absolutely incredible that like sort of entrepreneurial, you go to any tiny town in Calgary, if there's one restaurant in town, it doesn't matter how white and, and working class that is, there's a Chinese restaurant always. Um, Everywhere. The, the, hard, the hardworking immigrant <laughs> communities are so integral to rural uh, Alberta, the locals all know yep. that they love those communities deeply. So uh, definitely a mischaracterization. Um, there, there's a tweet here. I think you and Yankee were chatting about it from uh, Jim Watson. Is it one of the? I know one of the contestants for worst mayor in. Uh, Although in the the I, race is tight, the race is tight. I, we've got Calgary, we've got Edmonton, yeah. Toronto. Gioti, I mean, she's she's a rookie, but she's got a promising career ahead of her. <laughs> um, oh, as far and as same worst with Edmonton. Mayorship. Yeah. Same with Edmonton, Amarjeet Sohi, Justin Trudeau's natural resources minister. If you have any idea about what's going to happen to Edmonton in the next four years, possibly eight. Mm-hmm. And they just introduced or they're considering a millionaire's tax on home values. Well, it doesn't take very long to get your home up to a million bucks in Median this height, heated house price. Yeah, something it, under Trudeau. Thanks. Yeah. And then they're considering a millionaire's tax. Well, good luck. So you want to turn Edmonton into Detroit because what happens when you overtax the houses at the top? Well, those are the most mobile people in society. They just leave. And then who has to, you naturally have to hike the taxes on the lower income people living in the lower income housing to make up for the shortfall. And so now in Detroit, you have a situation where people are going bankrupt because of the taxes, but you can buy a house for $500. 
No, Ayn Rand, a little bit superficial, but uh, Atlas Shrugged, there's some merit there. That sentiment is yep. what we're seeing uh, across the board. That's what happens when you take the people who are the biggest producers, the biggest employers, and you punish them for doing that. Uh, they, they just leave. They pack up and leave. That's what they do. We've seen it before, and based on what we're seeing, it's, it's probably likely to happen again here. Um, so yeah, but uh, basically, uh, after everything we saw from the Ottawa police um, out coming out of Ottawa throughout those protests, peaceful and nonviolent, the fact is we saw criminality decrease, most of the major stories like these fake arson stories that came out and were pushed by uh, people like Jim Watson and other media outlets, while they yeah. turned out to be absolutely bogus, um, he, he is now coming out and basically calling us fake news. So yeah. uh, that's uh, that's Rich, basically his own police force tweeting the opposite of what happened all the time, always. Um, then yeah, he's uh, he's weighing in and, and calling oh, yeah. calling us so, fake news. Yeah, so it's something called the Canada Day convoy. I cannot confirm or deny the legitimacy of this account, and it doesn't matter anyway. But this account says they could just got off the phone with the Ottawa police. They're reversing course and allowing truckers and bikers to park close to Parliament Hill. On Canada Day, I assume. I don't know if that's true or not. I just frankly assume that the uh, city of Ottawa is going to be some sort of containment zone over Canada Day as Canadians plan to celebrate uh, Canada Day in their nation's capital. And then Jim Watson, the mayor of Ottawa, says this is not true at all. Now, I don't know how anyone could trust Jim after all the lying he did during the convoy, um, but... Then this next person uh, says, thank you, Jim. I figured this was some sort of front account of Rebel News Online. And Jim thinks that's a funny thing to say he liked that and uh, basically calling us fake news. But um, we got everything right about the convoy, Jim. And you repeatedly lied and lied and lied and lied um, and continues to lie about the convoy, calls it an illegal occupation. Those were just Canadians. And if you don't want Canadians in your city, then maybe don't run to be the mayor of the nation's capital city because people yeah. are going to come there to protest. And the other people come there to protest all the time. But he's so yeah. offended that conservatives might show up. And th there is this like ridiculous doublespeak. We literally see violent protests, statues being torn down in the very same cities, destruction, looting en masse. We see literal occupations that are violent and see a violent uptick or an uptick in violent crimes, drug consumption, overdoses, all this stuff. Progressives don't want to call those things occupations, uh, but then other incidents, peaceful protests, uh, whatever it may be, well, those are all violent and dangerous. We saw it with Jason Kenney lying about rammings between police and protesters, all this stuff. There's such, even among conservatives in this uh, province, in this country, there's a there's a proclivity towards lying and engaging in apologetics on behalf of progressives while basically criticizing and blaming conservatives for everything. And I agree. I think we conservatives hold ourselves to a higher standard as well, yeah. but there, there cannot be this glaring double standard. Um, it's like it's like this extremely biased refing that wouldn't be tolerated in sports. But hey, in society, we're going to let it fly because, well, we, we know these people are going to behave absolutely terribly. And I'm speaking of progressives in general. Um, and we know conservatives <laughs> should behave reasonably well. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll hold them to these standards and them to these standards. Again, bigotry of low expectation. Exactly. But if you saw, if you saw, for example, and we'll get into some of the Roe v. Wade stuff here in just a moment. But if you saw, and I retweeted this from someone, sort of the mass fire 
bombings and vandalism of Planned Parenthood. You'd have FBI, CIA inquiries, Department of Justice oh. all over. It'd be the number one story. There's nothing now outside of- yeah, insurrection. insurrection, insurrection. This is the the worst thing since January 6th. Um, You literally saw a sitting Supreme Court attempted assassination on a judge, um, and there's barely any conversation about it. That is a greater threat to America's democracy than some people walking into a building when they were kind of waved in. Um, Very, very shocking to see what's happening um, and the lack of sort of impartial response from authorities. Um, And on that note, I think perhaps we can uh, dive right into uh, some of this Roe v. Wade response, both in oh, its original. We've got, no, go ahead. Sorry, we've uh, Olivia whispers in my ear. We've got a couple of things. Um, we can talk about Steve Bell, who is the interim police chief of Ottawa after okay. they removed the prior police chief for not wanting to crack heads of peaceful protesters. He's got a statement that he made, and then we have um, some new Canada Day merch. So we'll talk about um, Steve Bell. Maybe we'll throw to that and then we'll go, we'll discuss that and then we'll go into the uh, ad for the Canada Day stuff. Great. This is expected to be a unique Canada Day with larger crowds and a larger event footprint. We've developed our plans in the shadow of the unlawful protests and Rolling Thunder event. We've been speaking with community members and businesses. We're very aware of the lingering trauma and the concern about what they're hearing after those events. We've been gathering intelligence, speaking with organizers and observing open source online commentary. All of these factors have guided our planning. Given what we know and what we're faced with, we have taken an enhanced and extended posture that starts well before the 1st of July and extends well past to ensure we properly protect our city. This will be no small task, but together we will do everything within our power to keep our city and our residents safe. Our planning team have been hard at work for weeks. They have created an operational plan encompassing all levels of events, including the Canadian Heritage events at Le Breton Flats, downtown core festivities, as well as suburban and rural community events. And it also includes multiple lawful measures to manage demonstrations, protests, and threat of occupation by convoys to our city. You know, this guy, this guy... If you want to make sure people stay safe, completely move, remove your police force from the city. Like yeah. legitimately, you are the ones injuring people, pointing guns at people, uh, breaking private property, um, incurring and stirring up fear. Um, these people claiming they have PTSD, they probably wouldn't have noticed anything if it wasn't for you guys marching around like the bloody military in the streets when yeah. people are peacefully protesting. Like this is ridiculous. This this guy is an absolute clown, and I, I've I've. The, the 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 legacy damage that they are doing to policing um is, is absurd it's and it's, it's targeted and the whole mentality that the politicians aren't involved and this is just standard policing is absolute nonsense if anyone believes that they need to lay off the kool-aid because they only do this to certain groups and they only tend to do it to the majority groups who are coming out in yeah. sort of unprecedented numbers in opposition to things they just hammer down on them it's they're arresting pastors they're beating up people on mobility scooters and it's because they're daring to question the powers that be you know, it's funny that he uses the word trauma to discuss uh, what he says happened to the people of Ottawa. What about the trauma he inflicted on peaceful protesters? What about the trauma that he inflicted on civil liberties in Canada and the disgrace he caused the entire nation? Because his actions in Ottawa 
they were an international news story where we had people the likes of Russia looking in saying, what the heck is happening over there in Canada? And, you know, it's funny that he, they openly admit that they're lurking, spying on peaceful protesters who are plotting to what? Come to the city. He mentions that the protest is going to be a little larger than before. More crowds are coming. Why does he think they are coming? Maybe they're coming to protest him. Doesn't he even get that? They're coming because you told them they couldn't come because you violated their civil liberties. And now they're not just coming to protest Justin Trudeau and lockdown restrictions, but they are coming to protest the police state of Ottawa that he turns the city into anytime somebody wants to come and express their right to free expression. I'm tired of this guy treating my fellow Canadians, peaceful Canadians, like they're some sort of plague of biblical locusts because that's how he's behaving they're going to descend on the city and they're going to destroy everything and then they're just going to fly away and leave no they're going to show up they're going to have fun they're going to be neighborly they're probably going to feed the homeless again they're going to clean up the streets and then they're going to leave they should be billing the city for the good work that they're doing instead he treats them like they are in invaders from a foreign country these are your fellow canadians and they they brought him in because the other guy was not willing to abuse people. Like literally, yeah. what we saw before this thug was brought in was a, a, a police chief basically saying, "Okay, listen, this isn't ideal, but these people have a right to protest. We're going to ensure nothing escalates." It's all the talking points of the progressives that they actually hate in practice. But he didn't yeah. want escalation. He didn't want senseless violence. He wasn't there to maintain an example. He was there to maintain the peace, and that's exactly what he did. And that was not tolerable to these yeah. liberals under Justin yeah, this Trudeau. Guy's, and Justin Tr- this yeah. guy's Justin job Trudeau's qualification is, this guy's job qualification is he's willing to crack heads of peaceful people. That's, yeah. w- that's what makes him qualified for this job. He has a basic appreciation for Chinese dictatorship and he's willing to enact their strategies. That's why all of this flies. And it is so sickening to see just how far this country has fallen with Justin Trudeau as the leader. All of these people from the top down are emulating these we're not accountable. We spend as we wish. No one dares question us. And we're talking about the worst mayors in the country. We're talking about these horrible premiers who are being shown the road. And then we're talking about the leader just from the top down. It is rotten all the way throughout. We need change. And it isn't just that the politicians are rotten. It's that Canadians have been sold this bill of goods and they believe that we should just spend, even if we don't get an improved quality of life, that we shouldn't take inflation into account. It's up to Canadians to become active and accountable because the sad reality is 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 Canadians are the ones voting these people in and Canadians need to step up and vote these people out because this is fundamentally un-Canadian. And I think maybe on that note, I don't know if you have anything else to say, but Canada Day is coming up. Let's not let these... Uh, jokers, these thugs, these fundamentally un-Canadian people uh, take this away from us. They've tried to cancel it in the past. No doubt they'll try and cancel it again. Um, I, for one, am saying no. It's absolutely ridiculous. If you want to support independent journalism, the journalism we're doing, and show your pride in Canada, despite Justin Trudeau and all these other jokers, who hopefully will be shown the door soon, uh, I'm encouraging you to support us by uh, chipping in. And we're going to run a quick little ad about some of our Canada Day merchandise now. Well, Canada Day is nearly upon us, and that glorious and free country, Canada, well, it's been under attack as of late by politicians like Justin Trudeau, who seem to be 
completely oblivious to accountability and to Canadian principles. One of the ways we can hold politicians accountable is by having strong, independent media that is willing to ask tough questions and tell the other side of the story. You can show your Canadian pride and support Rebel News by going to rebelnewsstore.com now, grabbing yourself some Canada Day swag and representing Rebel News. Best of all, you can use the code CANADA25 to buy one item and get 25% off your next item. Again, rebelnewsstore.com. Great. <laughs> you know again. what's funny? Hey, that was it's me. It's you again. That was <laughs> you, and now you're here. I like how we used uh, Viz of Justin Trudeau speaking at a George Chahal or event where the, he's the porch pirate <laughs> from yeah. Calgary who stole a bunch of literature from his uh, conservative opposition off their doorsteps, and then. Uh, and, that didn't get very you know, far. I mean, he should have really been investigated for that, but. And there, I, mean, I mean, there's other scandals since there. He, he was helping, yeah. I think he was helping a family with uh, like uh, employment benefits fraud or something like that too. But, you know, I think that that import, that event was extremely significant because that was the first time we saw sort of the Fuhrer version of Trudeau come out and he really yeah. sort of got his hands going and was shaking. Um, I yep. think he saw us there and he maybe was a little, um, but he that was when he said, you don't get to get on a plane next to one of the clean people, you filthy vagrants. Um, he, this sort of sunny ways Trudeau where he didn't really say anything was gone. And we now got this angry yep. Trudeau that clearly hasn't done too well in the polls, but yeah, let's not, uh, these people un undoubtedly trying to undermine Canada. They want us to be a post-national uh, country. So they very much want to destroy the identity that Canada has. Uh, they're doing it on numerous fronts. This clearly one of them. Um, now perhaps we can get to one of the other fronts, uh, something that I would, I would certainly deem fundamentally un-Canadian. Uh, Roe v. Wade, obviously, the situation in the United States doesn't pertain directly uh, to Canada, but obviously Canadians have been uh, responding as well. Um, just for folks out there who maybe don't know sort of the status quo on abortion in Canada versus the, the United States. The United States, it's very much more uh, segmented. There is the sort of overarching Roe v. Wade ruling, which was recently overturned. That was sort of bearing and set precedent for the states, but the state still had some degree of measure and variance. Um, now this overruling shift um, frees the states up almost entirely to enact uh, legislation in line with the wills of their people, sort of a Coles Notes uh, version of what has happened here. Um, obviously, people outrage that states would represent their people accordingly. Canada, on the other hand, despite the vast majority of people, something like over 70%, depending on your polls, wanting some restriction on abortion, Canada has none yeah. whatsoever. So we actually have nine-month abortions, partial birth abortions. They're relatively rare, but they do exist and they are legal. That puts Canada in the company of China and North Korea as countries with no limitations whatsoever on abortion. Uh, for some people out there, that may be shocking to hear. You can look it up. I think it's the first line on Wikipedia. Um, but that is yeah. the state of, of abortion in this country. So what people are protesting against in Canada if they're pro-abortion when abortion is already illegal for, or legal for all nine months for an entire term, uh, questionable, but I they're also, clearly responding. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I also don't understand what they're protesting oh. in California. Because overturning Roe v. Wade simply sends the issue back to state legislatures the way yeah. it should have been from the very beginning, because that's why there are state legislatures, so that the yeah. states can decide and you have the ability, you have the autonomy as a state to decide the laws within your state. 
And so if you are in a conservative state, you don't have to have these progressive rules forced on you. But if you're, it also protects the progressive states. Now, I don't think your human should come and go based on whatever government is in power, but this is how it's set up there. And if you are a progressive state, then you don't have these things forced on you by a conservative federal government. Um, Again, I, I would argue that the right to life is a human right um, and thus non-negotiable, but this is how it's set up there. And so nothing is going to change in New York and California. In fact, I give these people five years before they are killing babies that are born for 90 days. You know what I mean? Yeah. This well, is they're the at six days in California, on. right? Yeah. I think like, this is the they're, fast they're track working they're on. on. So, yeah. Anyway. It, it's it's wild. And I mean, this this is the thing is the the, the anger, the outrage, the, re, the reason people are so angry about this is because they know most people are not on board with this. And they know if this was actually measured by, say, natural law or by the courts or by a popular vote, that there would be some restrictions in place overall, particularly in Canada. I think I think it's over 70% think there should be a cutoff at six months at the very least. Um, I think even a majority think after three months, other than medical emergencies, there should be a cutoff. So clearly what we're seeing here is both in terms of common sense and in terms of the sort of popular vote, there's, there's no intention to... Uh, to adhere to the respects and wishes of the people. Um, these people don't want this in the public space. That's why they respond with violence and protests and like we mentioned, firebombing uh, pregnancy centers, so on and so forth. Yeah. Which by the way, if that was happening to Planned Parenthood, as we said, would be national news, but because it's happening to these places, would, these pregnancy care centers. They would call in the National Guard. Yeah, they would they, call in the National Guard. And the, the other sort of thing that's ironic here is the often criticism that you hear as well. Oh, these people are just pro-birthers. They don't really care about these people after they're they're born. You're you're literally firebombing the places that provide care for the babies after they're born. Um, so they're, they're really not engaging in ideas here. They're not engaging in facts. It's if, This is often the trust your science crowd on other fronts, COVID-19. Yeah. Um, the science is sort of self-evident um, when you're talking about the developmental stages. It becomes glaringly evident fairly early on that you're talking about a unique human being with their own DNA and all that sort of stuff. But despite all that, despite sorry, that most just, people... Sorry, just on your argument there about you know how they say people, you don't take care of them after they're born. Christians invented the hospital system, like healthcare yeah. as we know it, uh, foster care that's born of Christianity, um, food banks also born of Christianity, um, most social cool. services born of Christianity, schools born of Christianity. It's only a recent manifestation that the government is even remotely involved in schooling. It was all sort of done through the church in it yeah. before, the, I guess, the last 100 years. Like all the yeah. major advances in um, humanity as we know it, those were born of the education system that was born of the church. And so for these folks to argue that, you know, you don't take care of them after they're born. We do. We definitely do. It's just that they can't imagine that somebody else would do it. So it's yeah. just a concept that doesn't enter their mind. Yeah, no, 100%. And that that is the reality of the situation and like on some fundamental level the reason they, they respond so violently is because they know this um the, the, the these types of responses are simply because they know this you even saw the sort of n-word being dropped on judges Ugh. by progressives being like well i'm not that. racist Clarence but i'm making Thomas. a point 
Yeah, Clarence yeah. Thomas. You, uh, no, you are racist, and that's the point. Furthermore, I mean, we we literally see like the abortion rates in black communities in cities like New York and Chicago are like over fifty percent of all pregnancies end in abortion. You look at the history with Margaret Sanger, a eugenicist who referred to blacks and minorities as weeds in her writings. Yeah. Uh, an overt eugenicist is the founder of Planned Parenthood. Um, so the, the legacy of this is fundamental racism and eugenics. Um, it continues to target those communities in a disproportionate way. Um, but yeah, that's not the conversation we're gonna have either. It's evil uh, white patriarchs doing this two people right. clearly not the case um it's nice to see the supreme court getting a few right um they also uh, overturned a ban on concealed carry in new york so um some of these folks starting to sort of apply the law per the letter of the law per natural law all of those good metrics certainly in place so uh some yeah, good news on that front well and i think you know you know no matter where you come down on this issue although i think it's pretty evident that adam and i are pro-life um wherever you come down on this issue this this has been turned back over to the states so the yeah. states can do what they want and nobody is stopping you unfortunately from crossing yeah. a state line to access an abortion service people can do that they it's they want the ease of terminating yeah. a human life that that's what they're mad about and I, I thought it was funny that i over the weekend ambassador lou i sent this tweet in the in the chat there. Ambassador Liu is the ambassador of the People's Republic of China mm -hmm. to the Republic of Cyprus. And so he should <laughs> shut his yap in yeah. just in general. This has nothing to do with him. But he says he's appalled by the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, which ends the constitutional right to abortion. Okay, it was never a constitutional right. Mm -hmm. uh, Biden said it has taken America back 150 years, but what is the deep-rooted reason for this to happen in a country that claims itself to be the beacon of freedom and democracy? Um, well, human rights to start with, but I've got a real tough time listening to the guy who is an apologist for the death merchants of the CCP uh, yeah. attacking the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, this is a country that had a one-child policy that has led to about 30 million girls being exterminated uh, just for the inconvenience of being a girl, which has led to the societal fallout of a generation of lost men. This is the people who are currently sterilizing Uyghur women. Uh, that's the people. Um, I know that you know he's concerned about setting the United States back 150 years, but what's the alternative? The old great march forward, you know, just throwing yeah. people on the bonfire of progressivism. Yeah. And like when we, we talk about China, like you said, that we literally have a generation where these people will never have a partner. And we're talking about shared yeah. wife situations, like society's in absolute disarray there. It's unbelievable. But 30 million is an extremely, extremely low estimate. Yeah. Um, where the, the, the real numbers, and that's specifically in relation to one policy, um, the China has there's been hundreds of millions of abortions in China. They're estimating over 13 million a year presently abortions in China alone. Yeah. Um, and, and, and this is just ridiculous. I mean, they, they, they've gotten us, the, the, the reason they don't want us to have conversations and they even want us to fall back to the, well, at least it's just been pushed back 
to the states at this point. I don't think we need to back up on that because the mass majority of people, I think, I don't think that you can be a healthy person and say abortions after six months are okay because it's so evidently a self, it, it could be a person that survives outside of the womb with sufficient care at that point. And we're, we're, we're still, we're still not supposed to be opposed to that publicly because we'll be derided and criticized as, as, patriarchs or whatever the heck Justin Trudeau might want to call us um the, the sort of colonial uh dominating villain in the story of a six-month-old baby being murdered in the womb is not the person opposed to it it's the person carrying out that murder yeah yeah and telling the people who find it appalling to shut up yeah. um and that that you need to violate your conscience and just go along with this thing that you know in your heart to be evil um I saw and and there's so much ignorance involved mm. in this, you know, when they say like, oh, they're, they're banning abortion. Well, not really. I mean, if Texas wants to do that, great. If South Dakota wants to do that, even better. Um, but it's going to get more progressive in progressive states. And uh, just the cluelessness of it all. You know, you see online the um, people talking about the worst case scenarios all the time. What about the 11 year, gr year old girl that was impregnated by her stepfather or whatever? These are a statistical rounding error of yeah. pregnancies versus the vast majority of pregnancies that are I, terminated out of sheer convenience. And I saw that somebody, it was like an editorial cartoon of the Statue of Liberty wading into the ocean to walk back to France because can't, or because the United States is just not a free country anymore. It's like, so they're walking back to France, where I think they just passed a law to limit uh, terminating pregnancies to 12 weeks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Macron was tweeting about how <laughs> horrific this is. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, we're literally talking about politicians in some of these states who want abortion after, quote unquote, abortion, as they call it, after birth. The, the other thing, too, is, I mean, and the, the, one of the stories that summarized it for me perfectly is there was a sort of 80-year-old uh, old guy at March for Life a couple years ago, um, and he had a sign, and some kids started yelling at him, some counter-protesters, and they said, you're from the Stone Ages, man, um, and this guy said, listen, like, you're from the Stone Ages, I'm talking about MRI technology, 4D ultrasound, like, all these yeah. extreme new technologies where you know just the details, it isn't a mystery of you're looking at a stomach and figuring out what's going on, you can see them sucking their thumbs, playing, grabbing their toes, doing whatever they're doing, laughing, reacting to pain, all that stuff, we have have the technology to see that now um it, it is so categorically anti-scientific um we know that they're growing we know that they have unique dna most of these cliche arguments about oh it's just a clump of cells well sorry to break it to you so are we we're a clump of human cells that are growing with unique dna um they're they're metrics are so anti-scientific and it's because they don't want to engage in real conversations on the issues they just want to show taglines and say things it, it's so in line with environmentalism where it's like well listen you're not actually helping the environment you're just doing you're just saying all this stuff and you're mad about a non-occurring situation or you want to generate funds it, it, they're also distractions and sidesteps the conservative Christians in the United States who maybe aren't on board with abortion are saying, here, let's fund these uh, parenting clinics. Let's fund these places that you're firebombing yeah. to help take care of this. Things have to return 
And this is all about shunning responsibility. Listen, I'm for yeah. climate and I'm for women's rights. I, I never want to do anything though. So I'm not going to take up a local garbage collection river cleaning group. I'm not going to provide uh, help or volunteer down at a women's sh woman shelter. I'm not going to do those things. I just want to agree with it and have the government take care of it. That's not how it works. The government squanders money and they're ineffective. You need local communities taking care of this. And that's why the majority of the actual aid that reaches people, health that's available, healthcare, whatever whatever it may be, is coming from church groups, from various denominations and faiths. Um, but the, the real help is coming from these local communities, not from the governments. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. So right to point out what a bunch of magical thinking this all is, you know, that someone's desire for you is what suddenly creates you as a human being. You know, like, yeah. oh, it, yeah. the child, the child is wanted. So it is a child and valuable. Yeah. No, that's that's not how you become a valuable human being. That's not what makes no. you a human being. Yeah. So how somebody else feels about you. But that is the culture today that your yeah. feelings can dictate your biological sex that day, that your feelings can dictate whether or not your first class air travel is damaging to the environment versus my comfortable SUV. It's all about magical thinking. And these, as you say, are the same people telling us to follow the science. And I'm saying, I am, I'm following the science. I don't think the circumstances by how, by which somebody is conceived has anything to do with their value as a human being. It doesn't matter if you're born to a poor young mother, you're still a human being. None of those things matter. It doesn't matter if you were conceived of a horrible father. That doesn't matter. You're still a human being to me. And a lot of people find out bad things about their parents after they're born. It doesn't negate their humanity. None of it does. And I dislike those arguments greatly. And I even see some of my Catholic friends and maybe even some of my relatives saying these things. And I think, you know what? There's a spot for you in the Anglican church. <laughs> there's, there's a spot for you over there. Uh, you don't, you're, you're not, you're not like me. Well, and on a fundamental level, and excuse me for showing my religion as well, but if, if a society is willing to abandon the most vulnerable person and undermine that sort of unbreakable maternal link, what what else is going to uphold? You know what I mean? What other principles are going to remain in place? On such a fundamental level, so many of the issues in society today stem from these types of things, where we're not taking care of our own community, we're not taking care of our own children, we're not taking care of each other, we're looking to Big Brother to do it. And speaking of the tweet from the Chinese ambassador, look what happens when you trust Big Brother to take care of things. Everybody starves to death, everyone suffers, you lose your identity, people wind up in concentration camps like the Uyghur population. That's what happens when you turn everything over to Big Brother instead of saying enough is enough and taking things into your own hands. Uh, this, this is not only a critique of governments, this is a critique of of men out there who aren't stepping up and doing their jobs, of families who aren't standing together and taking care of each other, getting each other through this, simply turning each other over to the government is not the sound and sane solution. It's not what conservatives do. And I don't think on a fundamental level, it's what Canadians do. And if we lose track of that, we very much lost track of what Canada is meant to be as a country. And, you know, we are constantly reminded, again, this is not a religious show, but this is for the Christians who are saying it is truly unkind and unchristian to bring a child into this world um, that doesn't have the same advantages of other, as other children. We are re reminded time and time again through Jesus's words in the gospel 
that it is what we do to the least of our brothers that we're doing to Jesus. We are constantly reminded over and over again of the humanity of the people who are deemed the least, the most unworthy by society. So a child that is born of rape, out of wedlock to a poor mother, we are constantly reminded over and over again about their dignity and their worth and how we are compelled to help them, not exterminate them out of convenience. Anyway, yeah. Matthew 25, 40. Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming to my TED talk. Anyways, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> let's. Another issue that clearly has no religious connotations and won't be very contentious, uh, pride events unfolding. Oh, gosh. This, you uh, know what? Again, whatever, wherever you fall down on the spectrum of this, and I just want to be left alone overwhelmingly by everybody. Yeah. I'm not good with vulgarity in front of children and public nudity in front of children. Quit bringing kids to these things. If this, if you were bringing children to see strippers dance, people would call social services and rightly so. So, and I am always like, look at this. Oh. I'm always concerned about people who were naked in a place where they know children are going to be, Let's, not only uh, are there going to be, but encouraged to be there. And also, you know what, if you're not good with nudity and I'm not, uh, it just grosses me out. Um, just careful with this friends. If you're like, look, yeah. there's kids everywhere. There's kids. You're just as furries. Oh my God. I'm never going to, my, my screen of course, of course, froze at the worst possible moment. So I'm looking at a frozen shot of, of this. Oh God. It's just furries as far yeah. as the eye can see just, and some of them are naked. Some like it's and, just, and you know, kids are going to be there. If you're dressed as a furry creature, as a stuffed animal, kids are going to yeah. naturally look at you and then they're going to see yeah. your genitals too. You total and weirdos. Like as, as a parent, if you're doing this, you're neglectful. You're a very bad parent. And I say that with all judgment. Um, it's, it's wrong. Like I literally, I, I'm not, I'm not a judgmental person, but if, if you take your kids to where perverted <laughs> grownups are going to be marching in the streets and clearly this isn't like a Renaissance painting where it's about the beauty of the human form. And I take my children to galleries like that. No problem. There's, there's not shame and nudity in and of itself, but these are weird adults in, in furry sexual costumes, kink costumes, dancing, twerking, uh, biking down the streets naked. If you have your kids, kids sitting in the front row of this you should be investigated when i yep. was a social worker if you brought look your at child that little this, person right there yeah exactly you would be investigated and you probably wouldn't have access to your kids again but this is insane it is again the bigotry of low expectation uh, the fact that this is tolerated and celebrated and that that members of parliament members of legislature come to these things and aren't saying police intervene and do something. I don't care what you do on the weekend. If you're an adult with another consenting adult, good for you, but have a little bit of decency. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. Um, have a little bit of decency. Like th this stuff I wouldn't do in any context whatsoever when minors are involved. It's just categorically inappropriate. This has nothing to do with pride and nothing to do with sexual orientation. Again, and we were saying this about something last week too, the drag queen library stuff. Yeah. This is inappropriate for children. And we have these people coming out here, the same people who think it's great to kill babies think that, that kids should be coming out to these sorts of events 
liberals, Trudeau's flags, the conservatives go too, which is just ridiculous. Um, but this is just inappropriate. Listen, if it was just this and it was a parade and things were going on, that's fine. But there, there's always inevitably someone twerking, someone in bondage gear, so on, so forth. I, I don't have judgment against people who live this lifestyle, but if you're going to do this on the street when you know kids are present, I, I have a serious problem with that, and you should too. We're seeing members of the LGBTQ community, um, and I want to speak to some of these people. There's gays against groomers, and I know Alexa spoke to, and we've got a video coming soon, a drag queen who's like, it's abhorrent that they're performing yeah. in front of kids. Drag is an inherently sort of subversive and adult humor that's not grasped by children whatsoever. All children do is see and emulate. Um, so drag is not an appropriate medium of, of entertainment for children, nor is walking around in the streets naked, biking in the streets naked, all this sort of stuff. I could not strip naked and go bike down the street right now. I'd be tackled by police and arrested. But if I put a rainbow flag on the back of my bike and did it, somehow that's absolutely fine it's insane you are a total weirdo if yeah. you are walking around the street buck naked like, helicoptering your wiener in front of children there's something wrong yeah. with you you're a freak you're an absolute freak this is yeah. not anything but like 50 years ago these people would be naked at the bus stop wearing a trench coat and we would call yeah. them the deviants that they are. But if you want to walk around buck naked in public on the streets with children around, it's fine during pride season. You've got three months to do it, I guess. Where, I, I don't this understand clown any of this. Where's this clown police chief and mayor? Well, this is happening in yeah. their city. It's illegal. Like, yeah. They, they aren't stopping crimes, but they're stopping legal protest and activity. We've absolutely lost the plot. And... I think the thing, like that is a children's mascot with carrots, Bugs Bunny, little kids around, parents with their little kids dancing around, jumping to intentionally shake his genitals. This is fall of Rome level stuff. And at least yeah. during the fall of Rome, they could blame some of it on lead poisoning in the water supply. What's the excuse here? Fluoride? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to go there. But uh, yeah, it, it's the sick internet. And it's, it's wild. This is the internet. The internet yeah. is the new lead poisoning. It 100% is. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, get a grip. It, it's, it's embarrassing. What I saw there is a million times more offensive and infinitely more illegal than what happened at the Sundry Rodeo. But the yep. Sundry Rodeo incident, which I don't agree with and is bad, makes every national headline as criticism. This wild pride nonsense that is categorically yeah. illegal is Little literally kid. getting heralded, is getting praised, is getting there. And the other thing too is they're flat out lying about the attendance. Millions in attendance. No, there isn't. There categorically isn't. No. There's there's a couple hundred weirdos in attendance, maybe a couple yep. thousand. But no one should be attending these ridiculous events the same way no parent should be bringing their kids to a drag show reading. And again, it's not judgment against these I people, their this. lifestyles, not against drag, this. whatever. I see this and I see uh, an explanation for how people get sexually assaulted on the subway and nobody does anything. Everybody yeah. sees it happening and everybody just sits there. The same yeah. thing is happening here. Everybody sees somebody shaking their wiener in front of a kid, which if they did it in a mall in December, they would be going to jail. But if they do it now, it's fine. And nobody says anything. Everybody knows on an instinctual level that this is absolutely wrong, but nobody is saying anything. And in fact, if you do say anything, 
you can be canceled forever. And as uh, somebody rightly put on Twitter, what would happen if the Freedom Convoy protesters showed up nude and twerking in the Ontario streets? They, you, they would, it would be fine, right? This They'd is all just politics. By horses. Yeah. You in fact, if you're just a sweet old lady on a mobility scooter, you get run over horses. They'd probably just start shooting immediately. Um, yeah, and the thing is, is some of the things that you and I have said in the last few minutes, some people are out there are shocked by. And good if if you're one of the many many people, and I've got friends who are in this community who lean a little progressive, but maybe aren't all on board with this. If you're not concerned by this, you you've you've lost you've lost the plot. Like you've, if yeah. you think that this is okay and you're not saying what they're doing out there is crazy, this needs to stop. You've lost the plot. We saw the playoffs just passed in Calgary. We saw them saying, oh, well, we can't have the sort of red mile antics with girls taking off their tops that we've seen in the past because it's not really appropriate and it's sort of demeaning towards women. Meanwhile, Pride Parade. Like, you know, this is like, rightly, the cops would be called if yeah. some guy took his seven-year-old to the airways to watch the ladies dance, as they say. The cops would come, for sure. Yeah. And rightly so, there should be an investigation. So what about these parents who are going down there to watch? the? And there's not a tan line to be seen. So this is something that people, these folks are doing quite frequently. I mean, they're out in the open naked quite a bit. I just, I've seen enough wiener on my screen for my today. My screen keeps <laughs> pausing at the worst possible moment. Thank you moments. very it's, much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, Adam, look at the time. Wait, I, <laughs> I didn't even realize. Okay, let's uh, let's get to some of these chats. Um, let's see. Oh, gosh. Uh, I think I just bumped out of where the chats were here. Hang on, let me find. Okay, so for today, we've got the Bull Slayer. I'm sorry, these are my serial killer glasses. These are the ones they give serial hey, killers. Pride, I think. <laughs> these are the ones they give you when you go to jail and you're a serial killer. These are Jeffrey Dahmer style glasses. That's what my son calls them anyways. Um, Bull Slayer gives us five libraries. The traitor is going to get taken out one way or the other. I think you're referring to Justin Trudeau. The only way to get rid of him is not through violence. It's through voting. That's it. That's it. That's it. Do not do anything else. That's it. Uh, Cheryl Don V gives us a buck. JT and Boris Johnson making fun of Putin at the G7 was beyond disgusting. Uh, look, I'm not, I'm no apologist for Putin. Um, I think he is a goon and a thug and I'm anti-invasion of Ukraine. And, um, he was funding the environmentalist movement in the Western world for a very, very long time to secure, uh, Gazprom's stranglehold on Western Europe, which makes Western Europe beholden to him. I'm not an apologist for Putin. And actually, frankly, I was kind of happy when Stephen Harper also told him off at a similar meeting. I think it was even at the G7, maybe it was a G20. Um, but Stephen Harper also told him off then too. So I don't know. I just- Well, it's... yeah, th this general, it's very trendy to pick on and gang up together, like hopping on the trend of uh, picking on a global leader. I don't know. It's kind of childish. It's literally like the bullying circle. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't excuse or negate what's happening there. But um, all even Trudeau is repeatedly like once again affirming that we hate them and we're not going to allow them to play in our hockey leagues type yeah. nonsense. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, he's, and you know, like uh, Justin Trudeau of all people making fun of anybody, he's an international joke, like, yeah. like a joke, you know, it's maybe a little perspective would be great. I don't think he's yeah. got a right to be making fun of anybody. Um, Kat 
Barks 68 gives us a buck. Hey, Rebels. Love you too, Sheila. I want that sweatshirt. Ah, my anti-media sweatshirt. This is from our friend Viva Fry. Um, and he had, uh, I don't know if they're still available to buy on his website or I think I bought it through a link on his YouTube channel. Um, but I did, he was doing like a limited run on these and I bought a couple of them and it's great. Uh, King seven, 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 34, a buck. Somebody has to explain the Milankovitch cycle to Greta and all other man-made climate change believers. The Milankovitch cycle is, uh, the effect of the earth's rotation on climate and the position of the earth that has on climate and like thousand year cycles. And so it's really tough though, for people who've only been interested in climate science for about 30 seconds to assume that they're not the smartest people in the world on this topic. And it's funny because that's why geologists and geophysicists are usually not true believers in climate change because they measure the tangible things where they can say, ah, at this time in earth's history, when we had the largest animals and the biggest plants, because that's, you know, like the big animals eat the bigger plants, bigger plants create bigger animals. And then the animals that eat the animals are bigger because the animals they ate are bigger. The, when the animals were the biggest and the biodiversity was the greatest, we had more carbon in the atmosphere than we have now. And there were not any SUVs to be seen way back then. So, and then you know, you that's you why- also see you see the confirmation bias. I know they often, liberals often accuse conservatives of being very guilty of confirmation bias. Well, I literally, dozens of times, you try and show people facts, statistics, um, even with COVID-19, yeah. people saying it was worse than the Spanish flu. You pull up statistics and evidence, and they, <laughs> yeah. it, can, it can be from like an extremely credible source, not a fringe website, and they don't want to look at it. They shut off absolutely. Um, so they'd probably say Milankovic. That sounds Russian. I'm not interested. I think Siberian, actually, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, it's it's funny because you can show them like, hey, this geophysicist, pretty smart dude, says yeah. this. And they're like, yeah, but Greta Thunberg told me to uh, to panic. And so I'm going to. Yeah. How dare so, you? That's that. How dare you? Aquas Guys 3636 says a buck. Abortion is not birth control. Why is it being treated as such? I guess birth control personal responsibility or just plain planning doesn't exist. Thank you to you both and rebel. Yeah. That's what Adam says. Just, you know, it's about personal responsibility. And I say this as someone who had a child at 19 out of wedlock. Um, I think there's a lot of, as Adam points out, bigotry of low expectations on women where we say, you, you're, you can't do this. You can't have a baby at 19 and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Um, even if you are, you know, the child of a widow, sort of growing up in underneath the poverty level, there's no possible way that you could do this and give that child a good life. Um, there's a lot of that talk to women and, and it's so anti-feminist, frankly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Olivia, sorry, Olivia, Olivia sent me the message. DRB1313 gives us 25 bucks. Well, boy, that's generous. Thank you so much. It's fascinating to see that people who are supposedly pro-choice vandalizing women's only alternative choice. That's interesting. That's why um, whenever I write about this, I never say pro-choice because it's not about even presenting a choice to women. No. I call it pro-abortion because that's what it is. Because as you say, they are, you know, when you, when women choose something different, these autonomous human beings choose something different for themselves, they do their best to take away that choice too. 
Well, and when you talk about informed consent and empowering women, how come pro-choicers, quote unquote, they're so opposed to these sort of like wagons Well, they'll do an ultrasound, show you your baby, let you know networks. And when women go through that and they realize there are support networks and they see their baby, more often than not, they choose to keep their baby. Uh, Planned Parenthood ra rails against those organizations. Pro-choicers rail against those organizations that are providing information and support hardly pro-choice. So 100%, I agree with the sentiment of using the terminology pro-aborts to describe that movement, because yeah. that's what it is. Well, it's anti-fact too, because they know when yeah. the facts are presented that uh, someone may choose differently. Um, Twinks gives us two bucks. Good points, Adam. In my parents' time, if leg braces were needed for twin boys, mom went out and worked tobacco to afford them. <laughs> government not involved in our lives, no whining about government support. Uh, you know, somebody said that to me on the weekend on the internet, and I generally don't take a lot of uh, internet comments to heart when they're just randomly just sh shouting into the ether. But somebody said to me, well, if you support, like, if you support overturning Roe v. Wade, then you have to support enormous government programs to support these women as they have their children out of wedlock or whatever. And I thought, you know, this is exactly the disconnect between me and these people. I don't think government is the solution. That's the last thing that I think. I think, yeah, naturally, but also I don't need the government to tell me to support my neighbors, to care about women and girls in need. I think more often than not, government's the problem. And just the idea that if I, that I would somehow not care about people unless the government was involved, I was, it, it's well, exactly the difference in the two mindsets. And look at the case in point. When I went out to Tsutina and uh, saw, the, the uh, they showed me their church, a beautiful church. The roof was leaking. Right away, I looked over at Kian, and then I called Ezra and said, hey, can we do something? Let's do it. I think it took us like 10 hours to raise 15 grand to replace yeah. their whole roof and just take care of it. And they said they've been trying to get the government to do it forever. If you and I were paying less taxes yeah. and we had way more money in our pockets, we'd be looking around the community, looking to help, seeing what we could do. If we weren't having to work two jobs to make ends meet because costs are so high, we'd be probably volunteering at the community hall or with a local rotary club, whatever it may be, making that difference in our community. The government doesn't want us connected like that um so it's important for us to stand up do things like that in fact i think i'm going to do something else like that again pretty darn soon oh, it's a good canada day project adam yep you know um yeah and i think that's we saw that unfold during the convoy too where they were there for a couple of weeks and they built a real functioning community and yeah. um when you know when we have a leftist occupation as they call it like Chaz or chop they can't keep a plant alive and it devolves into drug overdoses and rapes yeah. Um, Twinks gives us a buck. Canada Day, one day, and Trudeau wants the name change. Pride used to be one day, and now it's an entire month. I think it's a season now, which used to be called summer. Uh, definitely and it's the same month as Indigenous Month, by the way. They've co-opted, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Anyways, definitely grooming of an entire population. I don't know if it's grooming of an entire population, but there's a lot of grooming that goes on under the guise of these things, as we yep. just saw. Um, I don't think we should normalize public public nudity in front of children. I'm sorry. I just don't think we should. My, I don't think we should endorse it. The, my screen didn't freeze the whole time and it froze two times at the worst possible time. I don't want to see that. Kids shouldn't see that. Yeah. Um, Adam Ottawa gives us a buck. I'm a gay man and completely 
opposed to exposing children to drag. Thank you. Uh, Drag is a highly sexualized activity. In my younger days, I fought for the right to love who I wanted, not to infiltrate children. I think, you know, this is where I'm at. And this is why I was so happy when Alexa tracked down a drag queen who said, I will not perform in front of children. This is not what kids are for. Um, this is not what drag's for. Drag's not for kids. Um, yeah. And I just don't understand the um, drive to have drag queens read to children. I do not understand the connection between the literacy rates and drag performances. I don't know who thought that up, but no. there, it, it's just bizarre. It's just no, bizarre. I mean, the, the person who thought it up was like, how do I target children um, that I otherwise wouldn't have access to? Uh, but I, I, I do want to make a point on that note. Obviously, people have their own convictions, faiths, beliefs, whatever that may be. Yeah. But I do think it is important to note that just the way Justin Trudeau likely doesn't represent most Canadians, despite being the fact that he's the premier or prime minister, rather. Yeah. I, I do think it's important to note that the majority of people who identify as gay or whatever you may have, yeah. whatever you may call it, they literally are like, I want to like go out with my my husband or wife, whatever, my partner. I want to live my life. I want to be left alone. You guys can do your church thing. Maybe they go to their church too. Who knows? I don't care. Yeah. Do what you want. But I think I think it is important for people in these communities to take a stand because they are being mischaracterized, misrepresented, and yeah. ultimately painted with a brush. You and I, obviously, the Catholic Church has done itself no favors with some of the sort of uh, incidents over the years, but I'm happy to sort of address that, uh, face it yeah. forward, speak about yeah. it when people have questions about it, and not deny it. So, I mean, I know it's a bit of a burden, but I think people like Adam Ottawa, it's crucial. I know it can be tough. I know it can be challenging. Obviously, lots of people especially in the early movement um, went through a lot to secure the rights that they do have but you're definitely being painted with a broad stroke that may characterize and color in some people's mind a false impression about you Um, so I I believe and like I said I'm going to reach out there's gays against groomers of a bunch of other organizations that are saying no this isn't us this isn't what we fought for um, and enough is enough so uh, kudos to those people folks don't let the media mischaracterize what most people are like out there Um, it's simply not the case yeah um, do not let these people speak for your community. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I can't, it's just, whatever. It's, I just, I've, I feel so terrible too, because there's just, you know, these people are the oddballs, but these are the ones that the media runs to and sticks the camera in front of, and then says to the rest of us, if you don't tolerate this, you are the intolerant one. Aye, aye, aye. Anyways, I think we are officially all cut more. up at, no, Did one we? more here. Yep. I don't see it. Adam, the you last go ahead Twinks one. Then. I think after Adam Ottawa. Yeah, Adam, thanks for speaking up. I used to go see drag oh, shows yeah. as an adult. Uh, they used to be classy acts impersonating female singers, not strip shows. 100%. And for anyone yeah, who they used thinks to, I'm not, like, share. Not cultured. They, yeah. Yeah. Kiki, I saw Kiki, anyone who follows drag, maybe Twinks will know this, I saw Kiki and Herb in New York City, Um, so I'm I'm old school, I know the scene, man, Uh, but so legitimately, it used to be sort of this very funny, pre-RuPaul, very funny, very sort of cutting political commentary, um, and and then very strong, convincing performances. Um, Now it's like mostly lip syncing in a strip show. I know I've got some friends who are kind of in the scene. And even if you do actually sing a song yourself, you're kind of looked at as a snob. They just want you to lip sync to Lady Gaga and strip. Um, That's basically what they want. And then you do your drop and everyone cheers. And that's the end of it. They don't really like the creative sort of artisanal aspect that 
that is what the origins of it were. And those people, 100%, when I saw the show in New York, it was 18 plus and it was meant to be irreverent and, and shocking. And you go into it understanding that. If that was advertised as all ages and kids were going there, I would have been like, this is sick and inappropriate. But they understood that then the same way some of the early sort of LGBTQ movement, uh, the gay movement, as they called themselves back then, um, were fighting for their rights. They understood, well, we wouldn't push this or have a gay club with kids involved. It's not appropriate. That's been lost on this sort of age of modernity, as you suggested, I think very much the internet uh, to blame, but politicians going along with the two no less uh, responsible, I think. So some sh shocking stuff. Great feedback. I really like when we have all this engagement from people on the chats. Yeah. Thanks so much for that, everybody. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, you never quite know how the show's going. <laughs> unless you hear from the people sometimes i poke back and i'll see what the youtube comments are and half of them are mad at me usually but uh it's good to know that people are watching and i i really do appreciate um how they feel about the topics that we're mm -hmm. covering um because you know what frankly i think we're the mainstream you know we always say the mainstream yep. media but you know what based on viewership numbers and opinion polling i would suggest that we're probably the mainstream yeah okay i think that's it we're all wrapped up. It is 11.15 out here in God's country. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to everybody in studio in Toronto for helping put the show together. Thank you, Adam, for being a great co-host, as usual, and being more prepared for the show than I was. And uh, thank you to everybody who uh, pitched in to keep the lights on and uh, sent us your, our comments and who constantly offer thoughtful feedback to us. Um, we'll see everybody tomorrow. It won't be me tomorrow, though I norm normally host on Tuesdays. I am. I'm in court tomorrow. Um, not for me, but for Church in the Vine, they will get their judgment tomorrow. We're guessing they're probably going to get $120,000 in fines for keeping Alberta Health Services inspectors out of their church. Um, but um, that's okay because we'll appeal. And if you want to help them, just go to savepastortracy.com. Um, that's a last minute plug there. Um, and as David Menzies always says, stay sane. We won't be intimidated by any group that plans to disrupt the celebrations. We're prepared and we will not tolerate any illegal activity by anyone. Residents and visitors have questions about transit services, road closures, crowd control, parking, and many other aspects of our preparations that we'll be answering today. Getting around downtown on Canada Day will be more complicated than usual this year. Residents are encouraged to plan ahead and to expect delays. Roads will be monitored in the days before and after July 1st and extra street closures and restrictions will be in place on Canada Day. Our citizens and the residents of Canada are not gonna be bullied and they're not gonna be um, dissuaded from coming down and celebrating this beautiful country we call Canada. So I encourage people uh, to come and have a peaceful um, and joyous occasion in our nation's capital and those people who are coming here to disrupt those uh, wonderful celebrations will be dealt with the full force of the law. And they're not going to be warnings and, and second chances. If the law is broken, regardless of who breaks it, there'll be consequences. This is a time to celebrate our great country.